Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the podcast. This is Mark Joseph Bennett coming to you live from the Toyota Prius recording studio. Almost, almost gave away the car. Tell you that story in a minute. Let's get to the top story of the day. Ladies and gentlemen, stand-up comedy takes a nosedive. The bubble has been burst. What have I been telling you? All right. What have I been telling you? I've been talking about how Netflix is spending money left, right, and center, giving comedy specials to everybody. You know, uh, it, it's just stand-up comedy is in vogue. It's the, it's the tops. Everybody, it, it feels like, it almost feels like that late 80s boom of stand-up comedy where everybody's like, woo, stand-up, let's go to the club and do some laughs, yay. And then... I knew something would happen. I had no idea it would be something like this. Oh, Louis. Oh, Louis C.K. Louis, Louis Sick. Mr. Louis C.K. And, you know, there was rumors. There's always rumors. I heard rumors. Of course. I mean, I don't, I don't know the guy personally. And uh, nor do I know any of the people who uh, he did these things to. But, uh, of course, I mean, you hear rumors. I met the guy. I met him a couple times. He was nice to me. And um, just, you know, very brief chats. I took a picture with him because I was a young upstart comedian. And I looked up to him. And I'll tell you what. I tell you what, everybody. I'm not going to be one of those people. And there are many of those people who are coming out of the woodwork to point out, oh, you know, I thought he was overrated. You know what else? I also thought that the show he did was garbage. I thought that the material he was doing was showing what a creep he was and blah, blah, blah. You know what? Maybe there's a few people. There's a few people who don't like him. Like my friend Niall. My friend Niall is a very strong comic. And Niall never liked Louis C.K., I used to say, really, man, I thought his last special was really strong. He's like, ah, just, I don't know, he doesn't do it for me. So a guy like that, fair enough. You're, you are justified in your, you know, I never liked him type of talk. But there are far too many people. And, and all these reviewers now who were kissing his ass left, right, and center, hailing him as the genius of all comedy, are now like, well, his very uneven Louis show, and Horse and Pete wasn't very good, and then he's, you know, in his blah, blah, and his sexist, misogynistic comedy, and he just, you know what, go fuck yourselves. You None of you said that shit. Just admit it. Admit it. You're embarrassed. You liked him a lot. And you liked him for good reason. The guy was a really good comic. And I say was because he's dead now. He's dead to everyone. But he he was an excellent comic. Arguably the best comedian in the world. And um, now he's gone. You know, and so he should be. You can't do that shit. You can't do all the shit that all the men are doing. And not just men. Apparently there was some... Some gay dude was on a movie set and he said he got he got body shamed and, and he was in the closet and one of the stars of the Mean Girls. Am I getting that right? One of the stars of Mean Girls was a woman and she was like mocking him the whole time saying, yeah, I think you're gay. Are you gay? And he said he was it was very uncomfortable. You know, so people are being called out on it. Kevin Spacey and, and other people, the Weinstein dude and, and every and George Bush and everybody. 
And you know what? That's this is change, folks. Change. It has to happen. It has to happen. It's got to. Everybody's got to be taking the task. Fair enough. Just let's get rid of this shit. Let's have some goddamn respect and equality for everybody else. You know. I just uh, what I do really uh, get irritated at right now is the self-righteous people you know the men especially who's who just they're writing these fucking blog posts twitters and facebooks and about about guys it's time to listen listen with our ears listen with our hearts and our minds and our intestines we got to absorb the thing that the ladies say because we aren't listening guys we've never listened and now it's time. Who who didn't fucking listen? You? I've I've been a civil, respectful human being as long as I can remember. This bullshit where it's so, so condescending to both sexes. These guys who are out there. I'm the champion of women. Oh, ladies, know that I'm in your corner. I'm with me backing you up. There's nothing you can't do. It's just, I don't know, it's more fucking shit, everybody making it about themselves, you know? And then the the naivete, too. People writing these fucking posts like, you know, I just, I had no idea the world... Really? You didn't know? I, I knew? Uh, Everybody knows. If you didn't know, it's the same people who say they didn't know that the world was this awful... It's those same people saying, guys, it's time to listen. Just a bunch of fucking idiots. There's a whole section of us in the world who recognize just discrimination, harassment, abuse, inequality. We don't like it. We, we say we don't like it. We try our best to prevent it from happening. You know, it's called regular fucking people. There's a bunch of them out there. I'm just tired of that shit. It all, it sounds like I don't know. I it sounds like dudes trying to get in the good books for some reason. And then the fucking media. Oh guys, the media with the clickbaity clickbait titles cuz I'm not saying these stories do need to be told and everybody should fucking air it. Air the goddamn air the laundry. Just anybody who's a shady character, let's get it out. That's the way change happens. That's how it happens. You know, but then the all these fucking clickbait stories about, I just saw one on Vox where they said The Punisher, the TV show, The Punisher, is, uh, they titled it White Male Aggression um, with Guns and Violence or some shit like that. And then if you click on, apparently, I didn't even read it, but apparently, <laughs> this is, as I like to be non-informed when I spout off at the mouth. Uh, apparently, when you read the article, it's actually quite a good review of the Punisher, and it has nothing to do, and, and like, they, they say the Punisher represents uh, the show, like, represents the comic book character very well, and uh, it's just, but it was the title to get people to click on it. So people would be, it's weird because they, it's like they wanted people to be angry at their title to go, dude, the Punisher's a fucking comic book 
about a guy who's been around for a long time. They're making a TV show about it. But then you read it, and it has nothing to do with that stupid clickbait title. Anyway, guys, let's move on. Huh? As a whole, as society, I don't even... Do I even want to put this podcast up? Jesus Christ. I actually made... I was making the decision. Making the decision the other day of being nicer. Like, it's in comedy. You know, not in real life. Guys, come on. I'm, But in comedy, it's just that I noticed something... I was railing on last week about the set I did uh, at one of those shows with that have a bunch of kids, and the kids were all sensitive about something they shouldn't have been sensitive about. Now, that is happening, too. Uh, don't get me wrong. People are becoming sensitive about things, even if they hear words, that like that they're just, if, if they hear... Um, if, I, here's the, the joke I was talking about. Uh, it's coming out on the CD. CD will be out this week, guys. So yay for that. Hiring a publicist. Going to see how that goes. Don't know if it'll go very well. And comedy feels really gross right now. Thanks to Louie. Appreciate it, Louie. Feels really gross. Let's release my CD. The week that uh, comedy takes a nosedive into fucking harassment and abuse. Thanks, Louie. Jesus H. Christ. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah. So, I basically the joke in a nutshell is me saying uh, Catholic priests have touched kids, and then the people are like, "Ow, oh, ow!" Oh. Of course, they're like I have a punchline. I don't just say that line out loud, but like that. Are you? Are you? What do you mean you're sensitive about that? Do you? Are you defending the Catholic priests? So what? What is it? What are you owing exactly? Oh, I don't want to know. You don't. You don't want to be woke, as the kids say. Honest to Christ. You know? I grew up in fucking Newfoundland. It it is literally the capital of the world for uh, child abuse from priests. We're like the number one. Like, per capita, we're blowing the world away. They had fucking... I've said this before in the podcast, but there was a whole orphanage run by pedophiles. Literally. I'm not kidding. Mount Cashel. Look it up. They took the Catholic Church. They flew guys in from all over the world. An all-star team of abusers. They were like, hey, why, how, how bad are you? Oh. And, so, and like I said, instead of just not even sweeping it under the rug. God knows. Not put them in jail. No, thanks. Sweep it under the rug. Well, we could do that. Let's do let let's do that and we'll transfer them to a buffet of children. I don't understand like how that level of evil. Okay? I, I can't comprehend it. And that that happened in Newfoundland. And that happened in uh there was all these small communities. I a community that my dad grew up in. The the priest there got sent away for the longest jail sentence. In the history of pedophilia. And that guy was... I talked to him. He, I went to several of his services. So you... Get off your fucking high horse. Hey, don't you say anything about priests. I believe in things. And I don't like to hear bad things. Go fuck yourself. How about that? Anyway. That being said. All right. 
while I'm not going to change what I say or I do, I do think I'm going to switch my focus a little bit. You want to know why? You want to know why I'm tired. I'm 40 next year. And by next year, I mean in five months, I'm 40 years old and I'm tired. I no longer want to try to explain what is offensive and what's not offensive. I don't want to change people's minds anymore. You know? I just... And and you know what? I Let's not, you know, let's not go that far. It's not that I don't want to change people's minds about things where their minds should be changed. I just want to go about it in a way that's a little more palatable. You know? I'm mellowing in my old age. And I want to just kind of walk the line down the middle. Like, I won't just, instead of just bashing them over the head with a hilarious joke that ends with priests, you know, touching kids, and I know that sounds like that's not going to be hilarious, but trust me, guys. Oh, wait till you hear the CD. CD? Can you say that anymore? CD? Somebody made fun of me the other day for saying CD. But I will be ordering physical CDs. People still use them, okay? I know I'm old, but people still have my my Prius has a CD player in it. And thank God it does because we play one of Sam's. He's our baby. We play his CD in the fucking car the whole time. And uh, it's the only thing that shuts him up. But yeah, the album. I guess you call it an album? Anyway. So I'm putting that material to bed. That's to bed. And then I'm going to focus on more crowd-friendly material. And I'll tell you what, I just, part of it is myself. I don't want the stress anymore. You know, when I go to uh, corporate shows or I have a TV showcase or some shit like that, instead of picking and choosing, trying to find my cleaner material and try to find my material that doesn't make people go, ow, when they're idiots, it's just nice to have something that everybody can enjoy. And you know what? Your personality, your viewpoint, your stance on things, it comes out as you speak. People understand the way you are. No one's going to think I'm a Bible-thumping lunatic when I'm up there talking about shit. That's how, that's how you really get through to people, I think, too. I've been saying that for a while. You get through to people by walking down the middle, you know? When you're polarized... You're you're only you're only talking to that specific section of the world. And speaking of getting older and settling down, I mean, I don't know, man. I'm starting to think about Ottawa. I tell you, I never never wanted to live there. I lived there for ten months one time, and um, when I started comedy, I started comedy in Ottawa. Couldn't wait to get out, but my plan was Ottawa, Toronto, Los Angeles. I did those things. But the problem is, is in Los Angeles, I didn't stay in Los Angeles. Visa expired, didn't really get a ton of traction. Went back to Toronto. And now here I am in Toronto. I just, it's just my whole family lives in Ottawa. And I can see, I can see how easy it is, you know, to have the kids. Right now it's one kid. But if you had two kids, I know where their schools are going to be. You know, I know how to, I just, there's just, you can park in the grocery store. I mean, like, 
parking spots, guys. I don't even take my car many places because there's just nowhere to put it in fucking Toronto. The city's a bit exciting, yes, but I got to say, I'm starting to feel, I don't know, too old, too old for the rat race. I want to, I want to, I want to feel classy, you know, I want to do stand up still, but I want to put on suits. I want to do theater shows like Toronto feels like it's a young bustling city. But then part of me is like, well, are you quitting? Is that what quitting is? Are you settling? You feel like you can't hack it with the kids? Is that what it is? And part of me is like, well, I fucking know. I will not feel that way. I'm going to be hacking it with the kids until I'm dead. But then there's another part of me is like, uh, yeah, I don't really, I just don't really feel like it. Hanging out with like, they're just talking about drugs all the time. Just fucking drugs all the time. Weedy weed weed. I like smoking reefer. You guys like smoking weed? Oh, you got you're so cool. Oh, you guys, fucking twenty five year old jerk offs, sitting around. I smoke lots of weed, guys. This is not I'm weed. Yeah, we get it. All they fucking and like all the rooms here, they're pot rooms. There's like nine pot rooms. So you you show up and everybody is high as a kite. You stink like weed after you do your set. I just said, fucking, I just don't give a shit. I want to do, I want to do grown-up things. I want to do grown-up comedy. We're in limbo for the moment, but you know what? We'll figure it out, guys. We'll figure it out. As long as we haven't figured out before Sam is five years old and he has to go to kindergarten, that's all. We don't have to worry about it. You know what? Let's not stress. I'll tell you what, folks. I can't stress. I have discovered more things about my uh, ridiculous bone condition. And by discovered more things, I've ruled other things out. So anyway, here's what happened. I've been getting more blood tests. Those of you who are not long-time listeners to the podcast, I have a weird bone disease where my bones deteriorate and nobody knows why. Now, first they thought there was a tumor. Then they thought my parents were related, so I had a weird genetic condition. And I told that guy to fuck off. And it turns out he's wrong. Don't have a genetic condition, seemingly. And so uh, I got more blood tests. And the treatment for a lot of the conditions they thought it could have been is just phosphorus. Because I'm leaking phosphorus that they're saying. I'm leaking phosphorus. So if I take a lot of phosphorus, I'll get more phosphorus in my blood, in my bones. I'll get back to normal. So I've been taking all these phosphorus supplements, which were hard to come by. If you haven't listened to the podcast, but old Costco came through. Oh, globalization, helping out Marky once again. And um, took the uh, took the phosphorus, been taking it for three months now. Did my blood work today. Now I'm signed up to an online view your own results, which is kind of cool. I got to say, that's kind of felt like a doctor today. Scrolling through the results. Okay, those are normal. That's a normal blood plasma level. That's uh, my osmolality is a little high. Hmm. That's that's concerning. I better better put a tick mark by that right there. So it is my osmolality. I don't know. Obviously, I'm not an actual doctor or have any kind of medical knowledge whatsoever. But my osmolality is too high. My CO2 is too high. And uh, the phosphorus, listen to this. I've been taking two phosphorus supplements daily for three months. 
And the phosphorus in my blood is unchanged. Phosphorus in my urine is through the roof, which means I take in a phosphorus pill, then I promptly piss out the entire pill. I don't absorb a goddamn bit of it. And my phosphorus is just under the cutoff of what is normal. So here's the thing. Phosphorus may have had nothing to do with the bone loss. It was a red herring. It was taking us down an alleyway where we're like, oh, if you've got slightly low phosphorus, then maybe you've got this disease and this disease and this. But if the phosphorus has nothing to do with the bones, it could be something else entirely. And I looked it up myself because I no longer trust my fucking doctors. Looked it up myself and high CO2 and high osmolality. High osmolality is dehydration which I've often complained about. What did I tell you? My hero, Tom Brady, who hopefully won't be convicted of some kind of abuse or harassment like most men seemingly in the world. Tom Brady was saying, you've got to drink tons of water a day, buddy. And I'm like, you got that right, Tom, because when I drink the water, I feel good. And there's a reason for that. Clearly, I'm dehydrated. I'm dehydrated right now. But I don't have any water with me because I don't plan ahead. Anyway. Drinking the water to try to get the dehydration up. But the why? Why the dehydration? And the high CO2. These are apparently indicators of perhaps Cushion's disease. I think it's what it's called. And I don't have many of the symptoms of that. But there, was, there is a symptom which is Spinal fractures and rib fractures due to thinning bones. Guys, thinning bones. So it's an adrenal gland problem. They say often it's a tumor on your adrenal gland. Could be cancerous, which was great to hear. Great. But there could be a tumor on your adrenal gland. Uh, surgery for the benign tumors on your adrenal gland is apparently remarkably successful. So if it's that, that'd be great. Now, what it does is it produces excess cortisol, all right, the stress hormone. And if you produce tons of the stress hormone, then this is one of the problems. You start, your bones start deteriorating. And guys, I have a high stressful job. You know, I'm nervous all the time doing stand-up. So if I have the nerves from the stand-up and then like a little tumor pressing on my adrenal gland, shooting out the old stress hormone, well, that's why everything's gone so fucked. So I go to my charts, guys, because I'm like a doctor now. And I go through my charts to look at, obviously, my cortisol levels. Let's see if there's any indication that my cortisol levels are high, which, judging by the other measures, it probably is going to read like it's too high. And I comb through the blood work. She didn't fucking test me for my cortisol levels. And I got to say, I got to say, you're an endocrinologist. These these things should be on your radar, man. I looked it up. Who deals with adrenal glands? Endocrinologists. It's like, I think she got tunnel vision about the phosphorus. She was like, it's got to be the phosphorus. Nothing else is showing up in your blood work. Well, maybe if you did a fucking cortisol test. How about that? You never even checked. And I've been, my wife says, did you tell her, you know, that you thought you would have high cortisol? I was like, no, I, like, no, I just, I tell her everything I can. She's the one that's supposed to deduce things. 
Like, I can't tell her, you know, I feel like there's cortisol shooting out of my adrenal gland. I don't know. I don't know what that feels like. So anyway, Jesus Christ, the saga continues. One day I'm just not going to do a podcast and it'll be because I'm dead. <laughs> Sounded morbid. But I mean, that is the case, right? Everybody dies. Guys, am I telling you that? Is that news to you? Everybody dies and just hopefully you die without doing something that gets you thrown in jail or ostracized from the world because you're a goddamn creep. Jesus Christ. Like, the thing is, like, I mean, you know, it's an easy thing to say when you're nothing. You know, like, I'm a, I'm just a guy. I'm a working class comic. You know, I don't have, I don't have power or authority or money. You know, it's easy for me to say, that's another thing. Let's let's put that to the forefront. It's easy for all these people to yammer on about being perfect human beings. But there a lot of these people are not in any kind of situation where they can take advantage of other people. And I'm willing to bet that a lot of people when they're in a position where they can take advantage of other people they will do so. That's something I know about the human race. Now, I don't think I would, but of course, that's how everybody thinks. Everybody thinks they're one of the good guys. Until you're in that situation, then we find out, don't we? We find out. I'm pretty sure I'm one of the good guys. I'm, I'm, I'm terrified of most situations. I'm terrified of women. I'm married now, and I have a child. You know, I know that doesn't stop most people, but uh, I, I, I like—I don't want to fuck anything up. I don't want to—I don't want to take advantage of anybody else. I don't want to—I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want—I—I I don't want to be hurt. You know, I just—can't we all just get along? Everybody, just let's just get along. Let's all destroy the nuclear arms. Let's. Declare human rights for everyone. Cross the board. Just equality, tolerance, acceptance. You know what? That's what I wanted to say about the comedy. It's not that I'm giving up and just, you know, wussing out and just trying to make everybody happy. I'm trying to look at myself, guys and see where my failings are, and there aren't very many. Let's start with that. Very few failings on my part. But one of them is tolerance. And I don't mean tolerance of all the, the hot-button issues of today. I'm pretty good with all that stuff. I'm nice to people. feel like everybody deserves equal respect, equal rights. But, you know, it's like the thing with the with the priests and the whatever. There are a lot of people who believe in religion. There are a lot of people who, who, get, who get a lot out of it. And, you know, you can't just shit all over them. You can't just be like, oh, fuck you. You got you to gotta try to understand empathy, guys. So much empathy. But that's the thing, right? And just because you feel like somebody might not be right 
um, and you feel like perhaps even their beliefs are hurting society, you still have to empathize with them. Why do they think this? What do they get out of it? How did they come to this conclusion? How can we have a dialogue, ladies and gentlemen, like the Heineken beer commercial? How can we have a dialogue? We can come to some general consensus because I don't know everything. In fact, I don't know very much. I'm trying to raise a baby now. I don't know a goddamn thing. The poor little bastard is sick. Oh, he's so sick. He's got this horrible, like, sinus thing. His nose is bleeding today. Let me tell you something. If you see a 15-month-old with a bloody nose who can barely do his gibberish because he's so stuffed up, he's trying to do it like he goes, tap, 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 but now he's going, because he's so stuffed up with blood and boogers. He can't sleep. And he's miserable. And it just, it breaks your heart. It fucking breaks your heart. And I don't know how to help him. I was putting Vaseline like on his lip and on his nose and he seemed to really like that. And my wife is like, you know, that's toxic. You can't just put that on his lips. He'll eat that. And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. I've been putting it on his lips for a day, for a full day. My wife had to come down and save his life. So what do I know? You know? Can't even take care of my own child. I couldn't prevent the cold from entering his body. He got it. I'm, I'm supposed to protect him. These germs, they fucking, they dodged me. Like Connor McDavid on a breakaway. They got in there. That's all I do right now. I'm just watching sports and trying to block out just the horrificness of the world. I'm glad everybody's engaged in the discussion. But it is, it is, this is, it's tough. It's tough to listen to the blowhards on Twitter and then listen to the people who are saying awful things on the other side, like, oh, these women are faking and all this shit. And then you're just like, oh, I can't, I just, I'm, I can't take it. My brain can't take just the the hearing the bad stories, then hearing, you know, awful reactions to these bad stories and then just so i'm just like sports let's watch some sports and if we're talking about equality hey and we're talking about sports let's combine the two where is the equality for the short man who plays sports i this has been this has been a thing of mine since i've been a kid because i was a small kid i i ended up being five foot ten now i shrunk down to five foot nine because of my stupid fucking bone disease but I was five foot ten. So, you know, and I was like 160 pounds. Nobody, nobody looked at me and thought, oh, that's a little fella. You know, nobody said, oh, there's a big hulking mass. You know, that guy would survive a zombie apocalypse. Nobody said that shit. But nobody went, oh, the poor little guy is so cute. He's so small. They but they did when I was young. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people were very surprised to see me sprout up to five ten. Because I was under five feet tall right up until I was in high school. But here's the thing. Even if I hadn't have reached this height, you know, I, I, well, I should say, even though I reached this height, I still, I still remember the feeling and, and the, just especially when it comes to sports, everyone just assumed you were no good. And it just, it drives me nuts. 
You know, guys, that's my big cause. I know people are out there in the world. You know, there's other things going on. But my big one is let's let's stop discriminating against the short guys in sports. Am I right, guys? That'll get a lot of traction on the old Twitter sphere. But it's just here's this. I, I made a list, okay, of some guys. Altuve. All right, they just won the fucking World Series. Jose Altuve, what is he? Was he four foot two? Best hitter in fucking baseball. Eat it. They never draft people who are short. They're like, hey, why not? The best hitter in baseball is literally 5'5". Five five. You bunch of idiots. They're all, they all got to draft Mark McGuire. It's got to be a six foot six man on steroids. Really? Because Altuve's a better hitter. How about that? Going to win the MVP. Uh, for the Patriots, my buddy Tom Brady. Drinking lots of water. Tom is not one of the small guys, but Tom always uses the small guys. Like Edelman and Wes Walker. Wes Welker, sorry. Wes Welker. And uh, Troy Brown. Short guys. Short guys. Brady throwing the passes to the short guys. He loves them because they're quick. They're agile. And they can get to spots. And these guys are some of the best receivers of all time. They think you need a six foot eight receiver like Calvin Johnson. Yeah, well, he retired early. But Wes Welker, he's still going. You know, uh, hockey. Martin St. Louis won a fucking scoring championship and an MVP and a Stanley Cup. Never drafted. They didn't draft the guy because they said he was too small. Matt's Naslin, Hall of Famer. You know? Fucking uh, Johnson. Tyler, is it Tyler Johnson? From uh, Tampa Bay Lightning? Amazing. Five foot six. In, in NBA, the NBA, guys, where they think everyone needs to be a seven-footer. Isaiah Thomas, you know, both Isaiah Thomases. The original for the Pistons was like six feet tall. And then this new guy's like five six. Allen Iverson was never that big. Stevie Nash, the lovely Canadian. But they, they don't take a chance on anybody else. It just, it drives me nuts. How many examples do you need? Like these guys... Like women who had joined the workforce, you know, back in the 60s. They had to be the best of the best to even get a, a, a fair shake. Not a fair shake, to even get a shake. You know, like the, a guy like Isaiah Thomas, he has to come in and dominate so hard that they can't ignore the fact that he's out there. You know, a guy like fucking... Uh, Martin St. Louis has to win a scoring championship before people even think about him. They never, they, they wouldn't even put him on Team Canada. He was like Canada's top scorer. And he was the, he was the league's top scorer. Anyway, I think about this stuff because my boy, my little boy Sam, while thick, he's, he's a very thick little boy, sturdy, hard to knock him over like a running back, not tall. That's another thing, Barry Sanders. The great Barry Sanders, probably the greatest running back of all time. Certainly, in my opinion, he is. And Barry Sanders was like 5'6", but he was strong as an ox. Quick. Fucking uh, yeah, Barry. Hall of Fame. First ballot Hall of Famer. Most people consider the greatest running back of all time. Yeah, but let's not draft another guy unless he's 6'8". It drives me nuts. And Sammy, he's probably not going to be a real tall kid. You know, maybe he will be. But I'm already, I'm already, yeah, hating it. 
And you can see. See, guys, here's, here's the empathy. You can see when people feel like they haven't had a fair shake, you know, sometimes they're right, sometimes they're wrong. I tell you, you can see it, though. If When it comes to the thing that I can identify with was being a little my whole life, and everybody just assumes you can't get it done. You know, and if, let's say, you're a lady in comedy, and yeah, they have that old stereotype that women aren't supposed to be doing comedy and that it's a boys club and all that shit. That would suck. That would absolutely suck. And I'm glad that things are changing. You know, guys, let's have a let's have some real change in the world. We also we still have a lot of problems, but uh, these things, these things are steps in the right direction. That's what I think. And I'll tell you what else about watching hockey. I'm very interested. They're like they're getting the fighting out of the hockey, and so they should, you know, with all the brain injuries and the trauma that everybody's going through. That fucking uh whatever it is, that disease where you bang your head a bunch of times and then you, you go crazy. That that's that's shit. That's that's some real awful shit. So they, you know, let's try to get the fighting out, the the head hunting, let's get that out of hockey. But I have been very interested lately in trying to hear the dialogue be- between the players on the ice because they're always trash talking, you know, and they're always saying shit to each other. So I always in hockey, honest to God, it is the most boring, ridiculous trash talking I have ever heard. They say the same shit every time. Oh, big man. Well, you're a big man. Big man. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. You fucking big man. That That is literally 90% of what Canadians are saying on the ice to each other. Let me see. Did I write anything else down? Oh, yeah. Let's go. Well, then let's go. Let's go, man. If you're a big man, let's go. You got to throw the big man in there. Otherwise, there's no effect. And then nobody ever does go. Except for the fighters. And we're getting that out of hockey. And so we should. If Sam makes the NHL, I don't want him getting into a ton of scraps. And obviously he's going to make the NHL because I'm going to go out there and make the world more equal for the short guys. Let's get rid of this sizest psychology we have. The world today looking down upon the short man. No, we will not tolerate it. We will organize and we will change the sizest views. I really, I really am tempted to go out and have this be my cause just to watch everybody go, what the fuck? But I bet you, I bet you a bunch of short guys would get behind me. They'd all line up behind me. You wouldn't be able to see them because they'd be too short. But they'd be there cheering me on going, finally, somebody is saying what we all thought should be said for years. And I'm going to end the podcast right there. I know that this one was a little bit heavy, but guys, sometimes, sometimes that shit happens. Things get a little heavy and that's okay. So go out there, you know, be kind, be respectful. You know, if you're picking a team for basketball, you know, pick the short guy, maybe not last. Be, be kind to everyone you see. Just do your best. I know It's not always easy. Sometimes people can be real dicks to you, and it's hard to be kind back. 
but give it a shot. That's it. Oh my God. I feel like, I feel like such a positive force right now. Thanks for listening. This is Mark Joseph Bennett. I'll check in with you next week. Tell you a little bit more about the CD and the publicist and how all that shit is going. Until then, I said shut up and good night.